Hey, this is Scott from the Teal Shirt Report. If you haven't heard about Anchor, hey, it's free. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. I spent over 20 years in the radio industry, and our company, BigJReport.com, was looking for a podcast home for our podcast, and we chose Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And you can make money, too, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To find us, go to anchor.fm forward slash Scott dash Mullis. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. It's so easy. That's anchor.fm. Welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. Great to have you with us. Uh, My name is Scott. And the great thing about podcast is, you know, and there's no camera here. It's just uh, me and the microphone. And the only thing I'm wearing is a teal shirt today. Just uh, relaxed, ready to do the the, uh, show for you and the episode. Well, we're going to talk about the Jaguars, of course. And we got North Florida Entertainment coming up as well. We'll have definitely a different version of North Florida Entertainment as we will discuss the toilet, the toilet paper brigade out there. Okay, let's talk about the Jaguars. I think the number one goal of um, uh, the GM, Dave Codwell, has been uh, basically to get some salary cap relief, get way under the cap, or try to create a lot more room uh, from the ceiling of the cap. And that's what they've done. We talked on previous episodes about three of the big money guys on defense, A.J. Boye, the uh, cornerback, Calais Campbell, defensive lineman, and Marcel Darius, a defensive lineman. We thought maybe the Jags would keep one or two of those guys. All three of them are gone. And that is to save money on the salary cap. So Marcel Darius has been released. A.J. Boye was traded to Denver for a fourth-round draft pick coming back to the Jaguars. Calais Campbell, the defensive lineman, was traded to the Baltimore Ravens with a fifth-round draft pick coming back to our Jacksonville Jaguars. And Unique Ngakwe, hey, they're franchising tagging you. That's right, they're franchise tagging you, uh, Unique. And it's not a bad thing for either side. I think Unique wants to be traded, but what kind of market's going to be out there for Unique in signing his contract? It's going to be interesting. The franchise tag says that Unique can make $19.3 million this year if he plays on the franchise tag. Rumors have it he could hold out, but Unique Ngakwe's never been a guy that's made the big money. This is his first chance to really make that good money you know, get a real good piece of money out there for a season, $19.3 million, that's nothing to sneeze at. So Unique Ngakwe has been franchise tagged. Calais Campbell has been traded. 
Uh, A.J. Boye has been traded. Marcel Darius has been released. Now, after all that happened, the Jaguars did pick up some new players, the best of the three new players, and we had anticipated the Jags might sign you know, as many as two or three free agents, and then the rest of the guys, quite frankly, are going to come uh, from the draft. Basically, what's happened is the Jaguars have made enough trades, and as you know, they just traded Nick Foles, just traded Nick Foles uh, earlier in the week too. And and the thing about it is, what's interesting, and Codwell's got to be happy about this at GM, there were some people saying it might be like an Osweiler trade where you had to trade the player and trade a draft pick just to get some relief and try to get out of the contract or get out of most of the contract. So the Jaguars came out good. There seemed to be a market developing for Foles, maybe more than one team. So, you know, the Jaguars did the trade with the Bears. The Jaguars getting a fourth-round compensatory draft pick coming back to the Jaguars, which now, with Nick Foles not being on the roster heading to Chicago, with John DeFilippo, the, form, the former Jags offensive coordinator who is now the quarterback's coach in Chicago, you know, those guys, they know each other well, and we wish uh, we certainly wish Nick Foles well in Chicago. This opens things up, obviously, for uh, Mr. Minshew. Mr. Minshew to be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars mustache and all. So, again, um, Mr. Minshew will be the starter, as it appears, depending on how the draft goes. The Jags uh, got 12 draft picks. And, you know, talking to some people about this situation with the 12 draft picks, now, that does not necessarily mean the Jaguars will draft uh, 12 players. They could be some trading, you know, where they trade up to uh, get a higher draft position to get a player they really like. So the 12 draft picks will help us as uh, draft capital. However, you know, the Jags might only end up with nine or ten players from the draft because they may trade a pick or two away to perhaps move up in the draft. Going back to the new players that the Jaguars have signed – Uh, In free agency, linebacker Joe Schobert from Cleveland. I guess he played about four years in Cleveland, right? And uh, some of the folks in Cleveland thought they should have franchise tagged Joe Schobert, a great linebacker. He reminds people a little bit of Paul Puzlesny because Schobert, he may be good for as many as or as close to 100 tackles in a season. Plus, the reports in the scouting report, I should say the scouting report on Schobert is he he will be better, a little bit better in pass coverage than Paul Puzlesny was. So now you've got a strength to this team. Schobert playing middle linebacker. He's a true middle linebacker. Miles Jack will slide out uh, to the outside and uh, play next to Schobert. And I think, uh, quite frankly, Miles Jack will be much more effective uh, with Schobert at middle linebacker. So Schobert is the best guy. As far as the three free agents that the Jags have signed, linebacker Joe Schobert uh, from the Cleveland Browns played there, I believe, four years. And a lot of the Cleveland fans hated to see him go. Some of the folks in the Cleveland media, some of the talking heads said, hey, they should have franchise tagged uh, Schobert, but they did not. And the Jaguars signed him as a free agent. And Schobert was not cheap either. We're talking about 
uh, a five-year contract at $53 million if he plays all five years for the Jaguars. Uh, the first year he will be making, I believe, a little bit over $10 million. So he's going to be making somewhere between 10 and $12 million each year. But a very good linebacker, and perhaps they had to overpay a little bit to get him, but I, I think all in all it's a, it's a very good deal. I think it's very similar. You know, it's it's very similar to the deal that uh, Telvin Smith signed, you know, about three years ago with the Jaguars. You know, money-wise, I think it was similar, uh, probably similar, um, probably similar to the deal that uh, Jag starting center Brandon Linder signed as well. So it's a very good deal. It's a very good money deal. Keep in mind that the deal Linder signed was what, you know, like almost three years ago. You know, and and there's more salary cap room now. The salary cap has moved from about $188 million per team to about $198 million per team. So not a bad deal. The Jaguars needed a, a middle linebacker badly, and they got one in free agency. I still think the Jags will probably draft at least, with all the draft picks they've got, I believe they'll draft at least one linebacker also. So the Jags' best signing was linebacker Joe Schobert from Cleveland. Um, also, the second guy they signed, Darquez uh, Denard, a cornerback from Cincy. Now, Cincinnati had a really bad team, but, you know, Denard is a pretty good player. And I don't think Darquez Denard is going to be a superstar player by any stretch of the imagination. He, he's had a little bit of a, you know, he's had, had some injuries uh, that have curtailed some of his playing time. If he's 100% healthy. He's got a shot at starting for the Jaguars. He did start for Cincinnati last year. And the third guy, and maybe the most versatile of all the three, defensive lineman Rodney Gunter from Arizona. And, you know, Rodney Rodney can play. He can play, like, all across the defensive line. He started out, I believe, his rookie year uh, with Arizona and played, uh, played the nose, played the nose tackle. He's played the big end. So he can play almost anywhere, you know, across the defensive line. So, um, and again, Rodney Gardner, Rodney Gunter, I should say. Let me make sure I pronounce his name right. He is brand new. Defensive lineman Rodney Gunter. That's how you pronounce his name, Gunter, G-U-N-T-E-R. So defensive lineman Rodney Gunter is projected to be a starter for the Jaguars. I do see the Jaguars drafting maybe as many as two defensive line guys, even even perhaps uh, both of them early in the draft. A cornerback will be drafted. You know, there's going to be different guys drafted, and we're not even, you know, touching on the offense yet. But um, so those are the free agent guys. They've all been on defense. Schobert, uh, Darquez Denard, the cornerback from Cincinnati, defensive lineman Rodney Gunter uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. And, I mean, Joe Schobert's a player. He's going to start from day one. Darquez Denard, I don't think you're going to hurt yourself too bad with him as long as he's 100% healthy. I think the Jags will will uh, draft a corner. You know, they still got Trey Herndon. And so things are shaping up a little bit better. Nick Foles got traded. The Jags got a uh, – can you believe the Jags got a fourth-round pick? The Bears fans, some of them like the deal, some don't. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Certainly, we'll see what happens. 
with uh, some of these goings on. But uh, again, Yannick Ngakwe franchised. So much stuff to tell you about right here on the Teal Shirt Report. If you would like to be a supporter, click the support button. Hey, we're looking for more supporters. We're getting supporters now. We appreciate that very, very much. Sponsors, supporters are welcome uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report. By the way, uh, we'll, you know, we always touch on the Jaguars, uh, the very first part of the Teal Shirt Report. You can also follow us at BigJReport.com, our website. That is BigJReport.com. And please, by all means, click the support button. You know, you can support us. I think you could support uh, the show. You could support the Teal Shirt uh, Report for as little as like 99 cents a month. And, you know, it's certainly up to you. But we welcome supporters. We welcome listeners. Um, only support if you're, you know, you're able to and feel like you can. But everyone is welcome to listen. I do, I do want to tell you that. And we're going to move into uh, North Florida Entertainment right now. And due to the coronavirus, uh, basically all the concerts have been canceled at the Florida Theater, uh, the arena. That's a Vistar uh, Arena over there, the uh, Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena. Concerts have been uh, basically canceled all over North Florida and most all over the country. So, so for our North Florida Entertainment today, we're gonna we're gonna move into the realm of the the Toilet Paper Brigade, and I'm gonna give you some of the adventures that have been going on. And you know, it's serious stuff because this is the coronavirus. Everybody is is uh, being careful out there with social distancing, and that's kind of a new phrase for me, a new term, social distancing, where you're supposed to stay at least, what, three to six feet away from someone. So last Wednesday, you know, I was going up to the grocery store, the local uh, Publix here, and they usually open at about seven o'clock. So I went up there, and it was probably, you know, seven or a little after, maybe 10 after seven. I noticed there was a lot of cars in the parking lot. And I read the note, and all of a sudden, Publix is not going to open until 8 o'clock a.m. So I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be kind of tight. I don't think I'm going to be able to come back at 8 o'clock uh, today, this go-around. But I did come back a few days later. But I went out to the parking lot, and a guy started rolling his window down. And he said, what did that sign say? I said, well, they're not going to open up till 8 o'clock. And I started walking up to talk to him. And he said, well, hey, he said, uh, wait a minute now. He said, back up. He said, back up. So that's what we're dealing with with the coronavirus. I mean, you can't really have a normal conversation with people. You know, this guy in the parking lot, he's part of the toilet, the toilet, uh, what do you call it? The toilet paper brigade. You know, and the story I heard even before I went up to the Publix, you know, before they open, there's going to be 30 or 40 people, you know, waiting in line to get into the Publix before they even open up. Now, I didn't see that. There was one guy that, uh, I don't know what was going on with this guy, but he I don't think he could read the sign or he didn't see the sign. So I tried to explain it to him and he didn't quite understand. But so I went up there and I read the sign. And so Publix now is closing early, opening later. And I hear that could change more where there could be less and less hours uh, during this uh, you know, coronavirus situation that we're in, which is all serious business. But. The latest thing for me, you know, after that that experience of, of going up to Publix on a Wednesday and some guy in the parking lot said, uh, I, I told him that they got a sign up, says uh, they got a sign up saying they're not opening until eight o'clock. The guy in the car said, so I was trying to explain this to him. 
And he said, back up, back up. He didn't, he didn't want me walking up close to him. I think he's part, I think he's part of that big toilet, that big uh, toilet paper brigade going on out there. So what's interesting though, a few days later, you know, and I had a pretty good week. I mean, uh, Friday I went over to Al's pizza. I think I was probably one of the last ones to eat in the restaurant, had some uh, pizza slices. They had the cheese pizza slices and I added pepperoni and mushrooms to them. I had four big slices and um, a salad. And I think I was the last one to eat up there because I think all the restaurants, the bars are all closed. The restaurants are all closed. Uh, You can, um, you know, get takeouts. I think the story I heard, uh, someone told me the, uh, the takeout window at McDonald's is open and, and most, you know, I guess most other places too, trying to do some business. So speaking of the toilet paper brigade, I went back, I went back to, to Publix, uh, Sunday morning as we're recording this earlier this morning. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, there may be 30 or 40 people in line. I went up there. I couldn't find the end of the line. There were 200 people. Can you believe that? Before they even opened at Publix. And again, they're opening about an hour later than usual, about eight o'clock now. But there's this line and, and you have to keep going back down the sidewalk to find the end of the line. So I finally get at the end of the line and there's at least, I'm going to say 200 people in front of me. So I'm saying, I wonder if there'll be any toilet paper left by the time I get in there. So they did change some of the rules. I think, uh, it's only one pack of toilet paper per household, uh, something like that. Some of the little people in the line will say, well, I'm getting this, some of this for my mother or, or whoever. So I said, well, I, I, the line started going into the store and I grabbed my cart and I said, I got to get to the toilet paper aisle because I, I really came over here specifically to try to find some toilet paper. I went down the toilet paper aisle and it was almost gone. I did find... I did find my favorite toilet paper, Scott Tissue. You know, my name's Scott, but I like Scott Tissue. And uh, Scott Tissue feels really, really good. And I, so I enjoy Scott Tissue. But here's the catch. Never in my life have I bought a 12-pack of toilet paper. Never saw the need to. I normally am a, you know, a four-pack guy. Uh, there's even been times when I bought one roll of toilet paper. But you couldn't buy it that way. You had to buy it in the big, you know, the big packages. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have a 12-roll pack of toilet paper. I got enough toilet paper where I'm good for three months. But, however, there's people that go up to the the Publix and other grocery stores and stores near and far around. I mean, they must have a whole warehouse of toilet paper somewhere. So that's the crazy part. I just don't see how the toilet paper companies can make it fast enough because they're selling. I mean, they are selling a lot of toilet paper out there. There's no doubt. So let me know your thoughts, your feelings. You can go to our website at uh, bigjreport.com. That's uh, bigjreport.com. And, uh, you know, hit the click the support button. We're, we're interested in supporters, sponsors uh, for the Teal Shirt Report as well. But uh, again, thank you for listening in. We don't have really any games to report. However, the Jaguars made a lot of news, signing three new players, Joe Schobert, Darquez Denard, and defensive lineman Rodney Gunter uh, from Arizona. He'll play it. He, he probably he could play nose tackle. 
depending on the defensive scheme the Jaguars run, which don't get me on the Jaguars' defensive scheme. It was just awful last year. That's It's got to change some. But the Jaguars have 12 draft picks. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get 12 new players. They may trade up. You know, Dave, Dave Codwell, the GM, is famous for trading up maybe in the second round, trading up in the third round. So I think you'll see them draft out of the 12 draft choices. You'll probably see them draft, I'm going to say, nine or ten players. And the first six, um, I believe the Jaguars' first six draft picks are in the top 115. So there's going to be, there's honestly – you know, going to be a run on some players. There's a lot of good wide receivers in the draft. I'd like to see the Jags maybe pick up one potential number one type big tall receiver that can help uh, Gardner Minshew now that he's going to be the quarterback. And well, you know, on the next episode, we'll we'll go into the draft a little bit in further detail. Today, we wanted to tell you about the Jags' new free agents: uh, Joe Schobert, a linebacker from Cleveland. Darquez Denard, the Jags have signed a cornerback from Cincinnati, and defensive lineman Rodney Gunter, a, a defensive lineman that can play nose tackle, uh, can play big end. He can play almost anywhere across the defensive line. And the Jaguars signed uh, Rodney Gunter, who played at Arizona. The You know, the interesting thing about Gunter, he is actually, I believe he's originally from North Florida, and on the next episode, I'll, I'll take a look at Gunter in more detail. But I believe he's originally from North Florida. May have played his high school uh, ball uh, somewhere in North Florida. Not in Jacksonville, but somewhere in North Florida, I believe, to the north and west. So we will take a look at, um, you know, we'll take a look. We'll take a look more in depth at the free agents, Schobert, Denard, and Gunter, and also delve into the upcoming NFL draft, which will take place in April. In Las Vegas, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So you have been listening to the uh, Till Shirt Report. And again, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, click the support button if you'd like to uh, sponsor uh, the podcast, the Till Shirt Report. I think there's about three different levels of uh, support. And, uh, you know, and contact me too. We're looking for sponsors and, and supporters of the Till Shirt Report. This is uh, episode number 19. Sometimes we call it a show, sometimes we call it an episode, but this is number 19, and we appreciate you tuning in. Again, follow us at BigJReport.com, our website. That is BigJReport.com, which is our official website uh, for the Teal Shirt Report. So again, thank you for tuning in. We're going to say goodbye for now. And you're welcome to tune in anytime. Like I said, this is our 19th episode, so there's 18 other ones uh, prior to number 19, the one we're recording now. And again, have a great day. And we do try to uh, we do try to record and produce these episodes at least about three times a week. We went on a little hiatus, a little hiatus, I should say, a little hiatus uh, uh, during this week, which has been really a difficult week for many, many people with the uh, coronavirus, um, which is. Um, is going on. I mean, I did, uh, you know, not to not scare anybody, but I know I've so, seen reports uh, to to our north up in New York. I think as many as ten thousand people uh, have been um, affected by the coronavirus. By the coronavirus, including, uh, you know, uh, I know that the coach of the New Orleans Saints recently tested positive, uh, Sean Payton. 
So he's going to have to be um, on quarantine and recover uh, from testing positive. So we wish everyone well. God bless each and every one of you. Stay safe out there. And, um, you know, avoid the crowds. The social distancing has got to go on. And, and, you know, that's that's life uh, in 2020 with the coronavirus, right? I'm, I'm sure, like like myself, you guys missed the, the games out there. The XFL had to shut down. The NBA uh, season was scrapped. No NCAA basketball tournament. We're going to talk about that, too, because I have a lot of great memories of past NCAA basketball tournaments. So we'll, and we'll get into in future uh, Teal Shirt Reports and also on our website at BigJReport.com. So, again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. And hope you enjoyed our North Florida entertainment uh, regarding the uh, toilet paper brigade. They're out there. Let me tell you what, you can go by a grocery store. That, that toilet paper is gone within about an hour. Within about an hour, it's gone. At almost any store, you know, around the area in North Florida and surrounding areas across the country as well. So that's what's going on. Apparently, the... Uh, I don't see how the toilet paper companies can make it as fast as uh, the people are stashing it. That, but that's a toilet paper brigade. And this is the Teal Shirt Report. Well, you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening.